Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Wine, Repeat, a podcast for all you wine lovers who, if you're like me, just cannot get enough of the good stuff. I'm Yanina Doyle, your host, brand ambassador, wine educator, and sommelier. So stick with me as we dive deeper into this ever-evolving, wonderful world of wine. And wherever you are listening to this, cheers to you. Happy New Year and welcome back to the first episode of 2024. I hope you're all feeling positive, inspired, ready to take on this year and to continue building your empires and experiencing all that this life has to offer. Now, obviously, this is the time of year where everybody is setting New Year's resolutions and planning changes. I am sure many of you are still in the New Year, New Me phase. Of course, it's that great time to start forming good habits, especially when it comes to eating healthier. But of course, let's face it, the idea of healthy eating sometimes just seems a little bit boring. And especially if you're trying to cut down on perhaps red meats and all the yummy, sweet sauces that coat your meat, it can be a little bit tricky to think about what wine is going to go well with these dishes. Because let's face it, hamburger and chips, grab your Cabernet Sauvignon, your Merlot, your Malbec, Shiraz, Zinfandel, all of these lovely, juicy, fruited wines are always going to be delicious. But the good news is I have put together 10 different dishes and I've paired them with a selection of wines but not just that I'm also going to explain to you why these combinations work and at the end of each dish I'll give you a specific wine that I've tried last year and loved and can highly recommend but before we get to that I'm aware that many of you may well be doing dry January and so I would like to introduce you to a sparkling wine alternative that you might be interested in and as always may I give a huge shout out to the sponsor of this podcast Wickham Wines those of you in the UK who want to use my code eat sleep 10 on your first order you will get 10% off and I promise you will not be disappointed the choices there are fabulous Right, pour yourself that glass of wine. Here is to a year filled with sips and the joy of discovering new treasures in every bottle. Let's go to the first episode of 2024. I would like to introduce you to Wild Idol. Now, I'm not typically a fan of zero alcohol wines because they just don't really have the structure. But this zero alcohol sparkling rosé, it actually tastes really good. And you can find it in two Michelin star restaurant Hand and Flowers in the Dorchester. You can buy it in Harrods. So I guess it's not just me who is a fan. And when I say it's zero alcohol, it's naturally alcohol-free. It's also vegan. So with these guys, it took them two years or so to find the right grapes, the right technology to create this product. And then also those perfect other little ingredients to make this sparkling taste, well, like 
wine. <laughs> so they're using Merlot, Merlot-Turgau and Dornfelter grapes from the southwest of Germany. They harvest the grapes, press them, then they chill them so that they don't ferment. And then it's about adding a little bit of filtered water so it balances the natural fruit sugars. And then they start building up that structure by using some rectified grape must, but also natural wine vinegar to give it that zing. Oh, anyway, this is a product that tastes really good. Also, they've joined the 1% for the planet. But go to wildidol.com and you can learn all about their sustainability credentials. But for now, I want to open this sparkling up. It comes in beautiful packaging. It's £35 a bottle. It's not the cheapest, but as I said, this actually tastes like a treat if you're staying away from alcohol. I've got their pink 2021 vintage. They also do a white version. And let's have a little try of this. Of course, I'm pouring this in a sparkling wine glass, one that's actually got a bit of a bowl, you know, a tulip shape. So like a really small white wine glass, that's how you're going to get the most flavor out of your wine. Right. You know what I love about this? Because of that wine vinegar zing straight away, I smell this kind of baked brioche and apricot marmalade note. There's this kind of toasted honey edge, something even a little bit nutty and then like that bruised green apple. But it smells like quite an evolved sparkling wine. Mm. Mm. Now on the palate, it's much fruitier. Loads of red berries, lots of peach, strawberries, even rhubarb, because it's got that slight sour edge, which actually makes it quite interesting. But it is all about luscious, rounded fruit. This has got that hint of sweetness. I'd still say it's a dry style, but I mean, if you were talking about labeling it as a brute sparkling wine or going to an extra dry, I'd say it's right on the edge. Very Moorish. And you know, quite creamy in the mouth. Yeah, so keep this one in mind if you are looking to gift somebody who doesn't drink alcohol or you're the designated driver or you want to cut back a little bit on your unit. As I said, this is £35 a bottle. You can get it in Harrods. You can get it at Delsford Organic Farm. You can get it at Soho Wine Supply. You can get it direct from their site. So loads of options. Oh, and one other little thing I should let you know. Now, they don't scream and shout about this. However, there are some very talented winemakers making this specific wine. So this should give you a little extra confidence. When you do purchase your bottle of wine, you will turn around the bottle and see the address of Balfour Winery on it. And it is, in fact, father and son team, Owen and Fergus Elias, who are flying over to Germany and making this beautiful concoction. As I mentioned in the intro, this episode is about healthy eating and what to pair with those wines. So let's start with the salads. <laughs> so I want to start with a little bit of colour because if your dish looks colourful, you are going to be more inclined to eat it. And so I don't know for any of you if you've had a rainbow salad before. So this is going to be filled with that red cabbage, carrots, cherry tomatoes. You could choose mango or papaya, mint, toasted pine nuts or toast some pistachios and throw in a whole load of lime dressing. So it's going to be crunchy. It's fresh. It has that sweetness in
in it from the fruit. So I would go with any of those grape varieties that can have some aromatics. That would be your Pinot Gris, that would be your Riesling or your Viognier's, but I'm going to specifically focus on a Gewürztraminer in this instance because it has these intense floral aromatics that will really match with that vibrant intensity of flavours that you've put in the dish. The ginger notes of the wine, they're going to match with those kind of toasted nuts. And, and there's the rose and spice notes in Gewürztraminer. And so they're going to go nicely with the herbs that you throw in. And again, you might want to throw in rosemary, dried thyme, something a little bit extra to add to the dish. And if you are going crazy with the oil situation, then maybe a off-dry Riesling would be better because the acidity is higher than Gewürztraminer. But what I love about Gewurz in this dish is that there isn't proteins and lots of fats in there like other dishes. So I don't feel it's screaming out for a, the highest acidic wine possible. So if you like the idea of something really aromatic, check out a very super exotic Gewürztraminer from Rolly Gassman and this is around £25 a bottle. They are based in the Alsace region in the northeastern part of France and actually all of their wines are phenomenal. They're Riesling, they're Pinot Blancs, so do check them out. Now for a second salad I'm thinking good fats and a little bit of protein and fibre. So how about an avocado and black bean salad? Now this is the time to think about textures and flavours. So you've got that combination of a creamy avocado, the black beans are going to give you a slight earthiness and then you're most likely going to put a very citrusy dressing over the top. So you're going to want a wine that complements and enhances these elements. So you could go very classic and go with a Sauvignon Blanc with its vibrant acidity so it's going to match the freshness of the dish. It's got that herbaceous character that's going to go with the earthiness of the beans, the citrus notes that will match the dressing but I also like the idea of a Pinot Gris. Now I'm talking about the richer style with a little bit more texture, slightly less acidity rather than the typical Pinot Grigio that comes out of Veneto in Italy which is light, very citrusy and has high acidity. Now that's still not going to be a bad match at all anyway because of the freshness of the avocado but avocado is creamy so if I choose the slightly rounder Pinot Gris the mouthfeel will match really well and if I choose a Pinot Gris that has a hint of sweetness, this can actually really complement the earthy black beans by actually creating a contrast pairing. So complement pairings can often be much easier. It's very much like for like. So for instance, if you have a creamy pasta dish, maybe you want a creamy Chardonnay with some oak. If you are grilling some meat on the barbecue and it's getting that char around it, maybe you want a smoky Shiraz. Or perhaps if you are squeezing lemon over your fish, then a white wine that's got lots of citrusy notes will blend perfectly together. However, when we are talking about contrast pairings, 
Think about an example of that creamy pasta dish. Maybe you want a crisp and acidic white wine to cut through. But basically, in essence, the contrast wine pairing, it plays on the idea of the opposites attract. So you're thinking about enhancing your overall dining experience by creating this dynamic interplay between the flavours and the textures of the food and the characteristics of the wine. And so in this, for instance, I'm thinking of a Pinot Gris with that richness and that hint of sweetness is actually going to add something extra into the dish that's not already there and go really well with the earthiness. So sweetness and earthiness to combine. But remember, with all these type of contrasting pairings, it's so subjective. But if you like the sound of doing this, I adore and will fully recommend Profits Rock Pinot Gris from Central Otago. So they have this beautiful peach and citrus notes, but it has this mineral nutty earthy touch with that sweetness. And so now you're also bringing in complementary and contrasting flavors together. And I think it will really lift up the dish and add even more brightness. So a Caesar salad, it's fresh, it's also savoury. You are either going to grill or roast your chicken. So actually, that's another consideration. How roasted is the chicken? Because the more smoky or toasty, the richer and maybe nuttier or more oaked the wine wants to be. With the Caesar dressing, you've got that creamy texture. It's a rich texture, obviously filled with garlic and anchovies and intensity. There's very often like some lemon juice in there adding to that freshness, but it's got that umami taste. It's tangy. It's it's savory. You've also got the croutons. Now they're going to give you that toasty, textural, buttery flavor. And then the Parmesan cheese sprinkled on top. It's going to offer you a very nutty, salty element. Now, this is where I think a Chardonnay or a Chenin Blanc would go beautifully. Both have really high acidity. A Chenin Blanc, which is famous from the Loire Valley or in South Africa, it has these slightly honeyed quince notes. But Chardonnay, super versatile, great variety. You have that choice between a Chablis, which is an unoaked version, which, by the way, is incredibly versatile. Chablis is not just for oysters or seafood. I've had it with beetroot dishes. I've had it with chicken liver parfait, with black olive dishes, with dishes filled with vinaigrette. I think Chablis, due to its salinity, due to its chalkiness, makes it fantastic with a huge array of foods. But again, remember, if you've got a really roasted grilled chicken, then Chardonnay with a little bit of toasty oak will be fantastic. I am going to choose for you one of the best Chardonnays of the year for me, which was from South Africa. It's a £30 bottle of wine by top producer in Stellenbosch called Delair Graf, and it was their Banghook Chardonnay that, oh my gosh, I drank it in location, which if you're ever in Stellenbosch, this has some of the best views, I think, possibly from a winery in South Africa. Please let me know if you think better. It is a incredibly high-end winery that winds round trees and hills and sculptures. So yes, I could have potentially... <laughs> allowed my emotions to get the better of me. I do have a bottle. We bought some and brought back. It's in my fridge. 
But my memory of the elegance, the minerality, the freshness, the intensity of fruit, that's a special wine. So go and check that out. Right, salad's over, but how about kind of a snack or a bit of a Greek-style spread hummus with some crudités? And then, I don't know, maybe you're throwing in some olives and some perhaps stuffed vine leaves. So the hummus, it's chickpeas, isn't it? It's tahini, it's garlic. What you really want with these kind of flavours is this kind of crisp, dry white wine, but with some personality and intensity to it to kind of cleanse, to cut through, to wake up and make the dish a little bit more vibrant. So something like an Albarino from Rias Baichas would be fantastic because of the acidity and the salinity again. You could go for something like an Certico from the Santorini Island. Again, crazy, crazy acidity. And this saline vibe. So, you know, thinking about that saltiness of the of the olives. Also, Picpou de Pinay in France. That's three different countries you could go to. Picpou de Pinay, it's known as the lip smacker. It's down in the Languedoc region, right down in the Mediterranean. And it's really got that lovely zestiness and crunchy green apples. But I really think that, especially with hummus, it's better to go with kind of a really refreshing style of white wine rather than something that is oaky. So my wine choice for this dish would be Martin Kodak's Lias Alberino. So Lias is it spent some time on the Lees. So this is about, I think, 20, 22 pound a bottle in the UK. And because of that Lees stirring, it adds texture, it adds creaminess, but it just gives that lovely salinity to the peachy notes. And of course, that vibrant acidity that is needed. So where are we now? We are on number five and I'm going to take us down the mushroom route. I've gone with the fleshiest, meatiest mushroom. That's a grilled portobello mushroom. And actually you can have fun depending on different mushrooms that you choose. You actually can then start looking at different wines. But for this, I'm going to go grilled portobello mushroom the caps with quinoa and spinach. How healthy does that sound? Loads of antioxidants. You've got your fiber. It's totally nutrient rich. In fact, mushrooms are one of my favorite things for this year in general. Check out lion's mane. Check out shiitake mushrooms. Check out reishi. Anyway, this is a whole other podcast for maybe I'll, maybe 2024, one of my newest resolutions, I'll start a mushroom podcast. Anyway, getting back to these mushrooms with their earthy tones. And as I said, that more beefier kind of wine, we can start thinking about some red wines finally. And so a juicy Super Tuscan is really what's in my mind around here, especially when you have got the Bordeaux varieties, which are a little bit more plush, blended with some Sangiovese, which is obviously the main grape variety of Tuscany. And the Sangiovese is going to give you that more earthy, smoky, herby vibes. Um, but if you want something a little less full-bodied, you could go with Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir is great with all mushrooms, with its slightly earthy mushroom tones to the wine. And then 
then of course you have sira, but I would go a sira from the northern Rhone or a style that is leaner, meatier, and more of that kind of cracked pepper style rather than Shiraz in the new world that is bigger and bolder. So for this dish, quinoa, it's a little bit nutty, isn't it? But it's not it's not offensive. It's kind of neutral. Spinach, you have a little bit of a green note. So, oh my gosh, I always adore the wine Rocca de Frasinello. And now this is a £40 wine. Save this for a special occasion. This is a Super Tuscan. It's co-owned by Castellari de Castellina in Tuscany, but with Bordeaux's Domaine Baron de Rothschild. So that gives you an idea. This is a Sangiovese blend with Merlot and Cabernet. The good news is equally, not as powerful, but still delicious. They have a second brother, a younger wine called Sucheri de Frasinella, which is about £25. And it's a little bit more medium bodied than full, but with all those herbs and licorice and earthy red cherries. So for dish number six, how about a stir fry with loads of vegetables, of course, some oyster sauce, soy sauce, and then some sort of lean protein like tofu, prawns, or chicken. Now, always you need to think about in a dish, what is the boldest flavor? And in this case, it's the soy sauce with the salty, savory, umami vibes. So with anything salty, you want a wine with high acidity. If you do want to go with a red wine, you need to keep in mind that wines can seem more sour and tannic with salty flavours. So stick with something that is juicy and fruity. So a great option would be Beaujolais. So that's the Gamay grape growing in just below the Burgundy region in France. But you could also go with Sanso, which is a beautiful, pretty perfumed red grape variety with lovely red fruits. My choice here, though, is to go with a traditional method sparkling wine because that high, high acidity is going to cut through the food. And actually... I would be inclined to pick a cava. Now, although cava is made in the same way as champagne, so the traditional method, which means you are going to have that lovely kind of creamy, toasty nature, the grapes in cava are actually different. So Macabeo, that's known as Viura in the Rioja region, by the way, you have Parillada, and then especially the third grape, Charello, which can give an earthy note. Now, I, I think maybe some of you in the past may have heard of, oh, Carver has this rubber nature. Well, it shouldn't do. But in the very best examples, there is this slightly waxy, nutty, earthy edge. And so you have this savoury minerality along with all that mouth-watering acidity to balance the salt. And this is also why wines like this go so well with French fries. <laughs> so here is my choice. Check out a bottle of Segura Viudas, Brut Reserva, aged 50 months in the bottle, and you've got those three main carver varieties. Carver is always great value. I mean, this bottle is about £12, but you can also check out their Geridad, which is about £20. Comes, oh my God, it's a great gift. Like, huge bottle with like metal around the base. There's like the logo is metal as well. So, yeah, Google that and see what you think. Now, option number seven. 
I'm going down the sweet potato route. So how about mixing some sweet potatoes with lentils and making a stew? So we're obviously going to throw in loads of herbs and spices like coriander and garlic and paprika. So we're going to need a wine that has some sweetness to match with the sweet potato. And then it's more important to focus on the herbs and the spices rather than the lentils. Because, I mean, depending on what lentil you choose, they tend to be kind of mild, but then maybe they're a bit more earthy or they're a little sweeter. So I would go with a heady Viognier. So this is a great variety, famous in the Condrieu region, in the Northern Rhone in France. But now they, this great variety, it's just doing great things around the world, especially though in Australia. That's where you want to look for some value. So with Viognier, you've got all these apricots, you've got jasmine notes, you've got that fruit sweetness. But Viognier is a dry wine. But then it's also got these floral vibes and that's going to echo the flavours of the dish. So it tends to be a higher alcohol wine and so it feels quite rounded in the palate. So it's going to pair really well with the texture of the sweet potatoes. Or option two, I would go with a rosé. Now realistically, actually... (laughs) If in doubt, you can pair rosé with pretty much all of these dishes. Literally, do not underestimate rosé. It's not just a poolside wine, but actually a seriously gastronomic option, as is sparkling wine, by the way. And in this case, I want to take us to a rosé with a touch of sweetness. So I am looking to the Loire Valley in northern France. But do not choose a rosé de Loire. This is dry. We want an off-dry to medium style. So go with either a rosé d'Anjou or a cabernet d'Anjou. Now think of the rosé d'Anjou being the more kind of juicy, quaffable option. And typically the cabernet d'Anjou as the more serious choice. And it will also be made from either cabernet sauvignon or cabernet franc or both. But recently... I had a bottle of, again, I apologize for my pronunciation, but this is why there are show notes and you can check out everything to see how everything is spelt. Jouet Frère Le Roserier, Rosé d'Anjou. This is literally just over £10 a bottle. It's such a good option. It's soft, it's rounded, it's fruity, it's super gluggable. And with that touch of sweetness, it will go perfect with the sweetness of this dish. Right, number eight. I mean, sushi. Oh, it's clean, it's fresh, it has that oceanic flavour to it. The rice is vinegared as well, which gives that slightly tangy but sweet taste to it and then has this lovely tender texture. Obviously, you're most likely having fish or raw fish, so you've got that buttery, silky texture, but it's quite delicate and it they can range from mild to sweet to rich and to fatty. You're likely to have seaweed that's going to give you that earthy umami flavour to it. You're throwing in some soy sauce and possibly some wasabi. So you've got savoury and spicy kicks to the wine. There's the ginger, the pickled ginger, which is also going to cleanse the palate, but it's going to give that sweet and tangy edge. So, We need a wine that is going to cleanse through all that raw fish, but 
stand up to all that spice and sauce and savory flavor. So I am going Riesling. Sorry, I'm I'm not even going to give you a second option. I just love Riesling with actually, to be honest, anything Asian. And I know that's a cop out, but Riesling is such a versatile wine. It's such an aromatic wine. It has beautiful acidity that is going to just cut through all that fattiness of the fish, whether you're having sashimi or others. It has all these limey, floral, intense aromatics that will match with all your ginger and your spices and of course the spicier you like your dish the more wasabi you want to throw in I then would go a sweeter version of Riesling but again Riesling as it gets older it's kind of gets oilier and petrolly and honeyed that also works big fan big fan of Riesling so I'm going to recommend actually probably the best value wine now that I'm mentioning on this podcast, which is Dr. L. Grey Slate Riesling. This is a Dr. Lucen wine, anything made by Dr. Lucen, his Rieslings from the Mosul in Germany. He is so famous for his wines. He's also done a collaboration in Washington with Chateau Saint-Michel. So Riesling and Dr. Lucen is a huge tick and this bottle is like 9.99 and I absolutely love this wine even at this price point and obviously the more you spend even better it gets so yes go Riesling and check out Dr Lucen if you haven't already so for dish number nine I was thinking about aubergine and I just love that like slight bitter note and in my opinion it's always best when it is grilled so that kind of smoky herbaceous nature that comes out even more so how about baba gunash now I love baba gunash I always pair it with something like a tabbouleh salad so now that all that parsley, super, super fresh herbs. And again, if I'm feeling frisky, maybe I might do some halloumi. And again, that's grilled. So you're thinking about these slightly bitter, earthy notes. Pinot Noir could go really, really nicely with the baba gunash and of course the grilled nature of the halloumi. However, I want to go with carmenet. Now, Carmenere, again, can have this slight bitter edge. So that pairs well, really nicely together. But it also can have this slightly tart sweetness in the fruit. And so that's how it kind of creates that, I don't know, bittersweet edge. It often has a herbaceous note. Remember, it's part of the family, the Cabernet family. So it very often has some kind of green notes in there. And actually, there's, I don't know, Carmen is just really good with smoked grilled foods. So keeping that in mind, the one thing you do need to choose is a Carmenere that is not full-bodied, big, thrown in oak. That would probably overpower it. But chili is the home for Carmenere now. That is their unique selling point almost. And they've really been working on this great variety and are now planting it in so many different areas. And high altitude is where Carmenere is giving the most beautiful expression. Not necessarily the best, but this very elegant style. And so I am choosing a Ventiscaro Obliqua 
and the obliqua is 100% commoner. It's about 40 pound a bottle, but it's from a palter, which is like effectively the best crew. It's not an official crew, but it is this beautiful horseshoe shaped valley with steeper hills and options of altitude with poor soils and great diurnal range. I always love wines from a palter. And in this example, you get a commoner of finesse. You get these slightly meaty, gamey notes mixing with lovely, fresh red cherries and like this hint of espresso coffee and these chalky, chalky tannins with just that slight hint of bitterness on the finish absolutely gorgeous acidity and a really fine structure. So I think that is a really nice option. And then we get to number 10 and I have decided to go with a roasted garlic and herb cauliflower steak because you know they're all the trend now when people are not having actual meat. And so with cauliflower you think about that crunchy crumbly texture but it's typically a bit more of a neutral flavor, but if you are roasting the cauliflower, it is going to give you a nuttiness. And so I'm thinking now of white wines that have this kind of beautiful texture and rounded mouthfeel. So how about a Rhone Valley blend? Now, a typical Rhone Valley blend, or at least a very famous one to look out for, would be a Marsan Roussan blend. So Marsan, it gives you all this kind of body. It gives a very waxy kind of texture. So, you know, rounder mouthfeel, but it doesn't tend to have so much aromatics, which is why it is blended with Roussan, which then doesn't really have so much texture, but lots of freshness, and then is filled with this kind of uh, herbal tones, and you can get some honey and peachy notes and a lot more of the aromatics. So that's a great wine to try. In fact, I just love that blend. I think it's really versatile, actually, with a lot of food in general. If you went for a younger Marsan Roussan blend, you would get more of the citrus notes. But actually, again, if you could find something that's a little bit older, then it tends to get more nutty. So that will make it even better with this roasted cauliflower steak. Another variety that I thought of is Arnes, which is a white grape variety from the Piemonte region. Gosh, I found because cauliflower is neutral-ish. I was thinking about wines with texture and my gosh, the list <laughs> is huge and actually really fun to think about. So Arnez, it's textural, obviously, but there's this real nuttiness to Arnez. Think about uh, almonds, but it's still very, very fresh and there's these lovely kind of pear notes. So, but with this kind of restraint and elegance, I really adore Arnez. But I'm going to finish off with Semion. Now, Semion has this kind of oily, waxy, lanolin texture. It can be mildly herbal and lemony and a bit of straw, but it tends to be rounded and, as I've kind of mentioned, textural. It's more about that than necessarily aromatics here. A younger Semion is going to be a little bit more green, but that's actually going to work with your herbs that you're putting on this cauliflower. But as it gets older, it gets more honeyed. And that is actually going to work beautifully if you can find an older version. Now, I'm going to take us to the Hunter Valley in Australia. The Semion here is 
oh my gosh, it's elegant, it is unique, it's some of the best Semillon in the world, it's incredibly distinctive, it's also low alcohol, which is always quite nice, you can drink a little bit more, very refreshing, you get zesty examples, incredible acidity, and this lovely, richy, waxy edge, especially as it ages, Tyrrells, the winery, are the champions, the leaders, uh, the people that have really focused on Semillon, you can get a single vineyard HVD Semillon for about £20 and my god every time I taste it I just need to stop it's um really great value for its price point so I hope that episode has inspired you to come up with some interesting healthy clean eating dishes and still treat yourself to some delicious wines with them i am beyond excited to share with you who is coming on the podcast next week the one and only tim atkin master of wine i do not think he needs any introduction and we We'll be talking about the Rioja region in Spain. Now, seeing as this is a podcast about health today, the quote of the week is by Louis Pasteur, who was a French chemist and microbiologist. He, in the wine world, is famous for actually understanding that it was bacteria and yeast that played the crucial role in fermentation, not actually magic, as was <laughs> first believed before that. And so he famously said, wine is the most healthful and most hygienic of beverages. Hell yes, very healthful. <laughs> Thank you as always for listening. You know what to do. If you haven't left a review or a quote on Spotify or Apple Podcast, it makes this whole podcast far more discoverable, as does sharing with your wine-loving friends. Love and light to you all and your families for 2024. May you have a healthy, happy and super successful year ahead. Until next week, wine friends, cheers to you.